I don't know if we had announcements. I don't care. Soak it in. Father God, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. We honor you. Be glorified in this place. Lord, we do want revival. Revive us, O Lord, according to your word. Revive us. Holy Spirit, break out. Not just around us, but in us. You know, in this moment, in, in some uh, congregations all over the place right now, there would be the announcements or there would be the prayer for the offering and, and more music and, and whatever the case may be. I don't feel uh, led to do any of that. As I pray, those of you who are hearing from the Holy Ghost and those of you who are mature in the Lord, you're going to know what I'm... Let's, let's put ourselves in agreement here this morning. Amen? The Lord is already at work. He's already doing the work. Father God, in Jesus' name, I pray that you would be glorified in everything else that's done and said here this morning. Lord, I do know that there are chains that need to be broken. There are certain skeptical or skepticisms that are represented here. There are certain traditions that are represented. I pray that you would break every one of them. I pray, Lord, that every one of us, no matter why we came, no matter what we were thinking when we came, Holy Spirit, that you would arrest our thoughts, that you would arrest our hearts, and your word, Jesus, would pierce and work a miracle in each of us. I want to pray again for healing. Lord God, you are God who heals. You are Jehovah Rapha. And I'm so sick and tired of hearing about people in our families and, and in our church that are always sick. So we come against it. Not because of who we are or what we're able to do for you, but because of who you are and what you've done for us. So Lord, we believe in you. We trust in you. And we ask you again to be our Jehovah Rapha. Would you please anoint us with your healing this morning? And even for those who aren't here right now because they are sick, Lord, wherever they are right now, we're standing in the gap for them. And that you, Father, just be Jehovah Rapha where they are. Father, we also stand in the gap for those who we know who are spiritually sick. Lord, they've believed a lie. Lord, they've, they've been disappointed. They stopped trusting. They've walked away. Lord, I pray that by the power of your Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, that you would arrest their hearts wherever they find themselves this morning, whether they be at work, at play, at rest, wherever they find themselves this morning. Lord, I pray that you would arrest their hearts. Jesus, I pray that you would reintroduce yourselves to them 
in a mighty way. That they would repent and receive you afresh and anew. A stronger anointing, a fresh fire. In your great name I pray this, Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, I'm going to go ahead and try to minister the word that has been given to me. But I got to tell you, God is doing something. Amen? Amen. I'm going to begin right now with the scripture, John 16, uh, verse 12. I still have many things to say to you. Obviously, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you in all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. So we know he's speaking of the Holy Spirit, obviously. And, and, and look at what he's saying. The Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, he's going to speak to you. I, I want to say more things to you, but you can't handle them right now. But he's going to come and he's going to speak these things to you. Right? And, and listen, he's going to take what is mine and he's going to declare that to you. He's going to speak that to you. He's going to take, what is Jesus's right now? Everything. Everything. All power, all dominion, it all belongs to Jesus. Amen? So he's going to take of what is mine and he's going to declare it to you. This is not going to be on the screen, but in John 10 and another place, Jesus says this, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Amen? See, are you hearing? See, we should be hearing something. God is speaking. Are are, are we hearing the voice of God? Revelation 3, 20 through 22 says this, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come to him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne. To sit with me on my throne. King Jesus. King Jesus. He owns it all. It's all his. As I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Now we know, for most of us, we know that this was um, uh, part of the last, uh, the the letters that uh, was written by John. It was part of the revelation of John. Church of Laodicea, this was the end of that that letter, that portion of Scripture. And he's saying, let, I want to read it again. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. I want to assure you, church, that when he says, let, what, let, the, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He's not talking about those seven churches in the church. Were there, were there at least that, those seven churches? In, yes, there was at least those seven, but there were more congregations in that time, just like there are more congregations right here, right now. God is still speaking to his church. Amen? Why do we need to hear God speaking to us? Why? Let me, I'm going to go back. I, Revelation, yeah, thanks, it was still up there. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and dine with him and he with me. This speaks to relationship. See, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone opens the door, 
I will come in and have a relationship with him. See, again, now remember the culture. With us, I mean, we sit down, we have a happy meal with somebody, uh, you know, no big deal. It's not the same. I, I will tell you, though, and when I was younger, you know, we were called to supper. When Dad came home, we were called to supper. We sat around that kitchen table, and we had, it was fellowship. I mean, we, you know, you know, Dad is working all day. We're in school. Mom's working, uh, either working a job or she's working in the home or whatever Mom's doing. But at the end of the day, when we came together around that table, we had, we had fellowship. If there was something that was going on, it might have been talked about at the table. I will tell you that after this service, I'm going to go have lunch with my family and I'm looking forward to it because we sit around a table and we have fellowship. We talk to each other. If I can get everybody to put them phones down, I'm in good shape. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. But, but, But listen to me. I look forward to that. Why? Because that's relationship. I love that. We get around that table and sometimes we're cutting up and sometimes we're talking about heavy things, but, some, but we're all talking. We're all relating to each other. So when Jesus makes this statement, he's speaking to relationship. How can you have relationship, my brothers and sisters, without two-way conversation? You have to have two-way conversation. See, it's not all about me getting in the altar or me getting in my prayer closet and tell him all the do's and don'ts or all the wants and don't wants. It's not about that. I've got to hear him. God is speaking. By the way, he's called the word of God. So God is speaking. There's words for me to hear. There's words for me to read. But my brothers and sisters, the Holy Spirit is the one who helps me. He guides me. He leads me. He's the one doing the talking. He's the one doing the translating. We'll get it. Now, remember a scripture that we were in is 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 12. But as is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows things of a man except the spirit of man? <laughs> My spirit, the spirit that's in me, understands the thing that are in me, of me. That spirit in me. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. Why? That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. So why what, what is the Spirit speaking to us? The Spirit is speaking to us, letting us know the things that have freely been given to us by God. Now, we've already talked about this, and I understand, and I'm not going to repeat that sermon, but, but why do we need to know the things that have been freely given to us by God? Why, why do we need to know that? You know, God didn't, God is wanting us to, God has given us everything that we need, and he's let us know everything we need to know, but, but Why? Why? Hope. Hope. You know, God has provided... See, I can't even imagine all of the things. That's what this scripture is telling us. You know, I has not seen nor hear or near or ear heard nor entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. I, I can't even imagine... It's like I said to you before when we preached, when we talked about this before, is, you know, think about the most, the, the most, I don't know, fulfilling thing that you can possibly think of. What, whatever your heart's biggest dream or desire is, think about that. Whatever that is, God is beyond that. 
what God has for you is way beyond that. Oh, that sounds great, Tony. What else would a preacher say? And he's this, no, but, but here's the thing. We don't have to wait to go to heaven in order to get that. Yeah, we're going to see there's going to be something different, and I've taught that as well because we're, it says this. We're going to see him as he is. We're going to be like him. So that mark of the prize, remember that teaching, that mark of the prize is still, there's still always this upward call. And even the Apostle Paul said, not that I've attained, and, and look at all the marvelous things that he did and God did through him in his lifetime, but, but he said that not that I have attained, and he keeps his eye on this upward call. But while I'm here, there's still so many great and wonderful things that the Lord has provided for me, and why? I can have hope. It doesn't matter where I am right now. It doesn't matter whether things are bad, good, or indifferent. It doesn't matter. But let me just say this. If things are looking bad for you right now, if you're in the middle of a bad situation, you have hope. Why? Because God has told you that there are some great and marvelous things that he has prepared for you. If you love him and you're eagerly awaiting his return, you don't have to wait until he returns for you to get it. You've already got it. So you have hope. Even in the middle of a bad situation, there's always hope. Always. If you're a child of the king, you have hope. But here's this other thing. This is another reason why we need to know the Holy Spirit needs to to put in our hearts and for him to bring us understanding and bring us the word. Um, It's called the Great Commission. See, Jesus said that we have a responsibility. Jesus said that we're supposed to bring the gospel to everyone. That doesn't mean that we're all preachers or teachers, but it does mean that we are all his ambassadors. Remember, not too long ago in that teaching, we're all called... All of us are called. We're called to be his representatives here. We're called to minister the gospel by how we live, the the way we speak. Not always what we speak, but the way we speak, how we act. Right? What we believe should be lived out. And that in and of itself preaches the gospel. Remember that I've quoted all the time, one of the uh, old saints Preach the gospel, sometimes use words. So in effect, we're all preachers. We're all ministers. We're ambassadors. We're light in a dark place. We're the salt of the earth. So we're all called to do that. So we have this great commission. That's why we need to know these deep things of God. That's why we need to have this two-way communication with God. And, and let's, let's face it. Now, there are some of us, we're all called. We're all called. But it's personal. Because we all may not be called to the same exact thing. While we're all called to be his witness, we may be called to different things. Like I'm called to be a minister of God, a a preacher, an ordained minister. Not everybody who is called is going to be an ordained minister. Or there may be some people that are called to, to sing or be part of the praise team. There are some people who are called to be evangelists. They go from place to place, you know, introducing people to God, to God, uh, are you following me? Some people are just called to be teachers. And when I say just, that doesn't mean a minimal or minimize. What I'm saying is some people are called to be teachers, maybe in a classroom, maybe to be a volunteer. Some people are, are deacons in the church. They're called to ministries of help. See, there are different callings. And because there are different callings, God may speak to you differently or God may, ha- you know, you need a revelation according to your calling and God is going to gift you and then when he gifts you, he's going to go ahead and, and, and make sure that you're using your gifts according to the calling. Are you with me? So I need to hear from the Holy Spirit. I need to talk to God or God, I need to hear what God is saying to me by the Holy Spirit because I have a specific calling on my life. 
but, but, but the common denominator in all of this is we need a relationship with him. We need a two-way conversation with God. We need to be able to hear God. And, and make no mistake, this relationship benefits us greatly. It's, thank you for that. Well, I had one amen in this whole house. One amen. That, 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 that relationship benefits us greatly. And it's not, again, it's not just because of eternal life. Is it because of eternal life? Yeah, absolutely. Hallelujah. I'm going to be with him for eternity. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm escaping the wrath of God to come. Hallelujah. But more importantly, I get to enjoy the relationship that I have with him here and now. Right? So I'm, I'm benefit. But the benefit that I get, it's still not about me. I'm called according to his purpose. So while I get to greatly enjoy benefits, I got to remember it's about him. It's really not about me. I think we lost that in the church in America here uh, in the last 20 to 40 years, whatever you want to say. I don't care. But are you with me? It's for his purpose. It's for his plan. This relationship is greatly beneficial to me, but it's all about him. So why do we need to hear God speak to us? We've got we to we hear specifics. We're called to his purpose. We've got to know specifics, what to do, how to do it, when to do it, the whole nine yards. We need to know these things that he's freely given to us so that we could be equipped to do those things. Amen? All right. We also need to hear because we need help. Some of you need a little more help than others. I'll just tell you that right there. I'm not going to look this way so nobody accuses me of anything. You know, some of you need a lot of help, baby. John 15, 26 and 27. But when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. And you will also bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. Okay? I want to qualify. You see what Jesus is saying? You're going to give me, you're going to be witness to me because you've been with me from the beginning. And, uh, see, I'm, I'm saying in reverse, but I'm not taking license, not changing the meaning at all. You have been with me. You've been with me. So you're going to bear witness of me. Right? But the helper's going to come and he's going to help you. He's going to help you be my witness. He's going to, look, look he's, he shall send, uh, the spirit of truth proceeds from the Father. He's going to testify of me. See, so that means that there's more testimony about Jesus. There's, there's some deeper stuff. There's some more revelation that he, the helper, the truth, the spirit of truth is going to give you. The Holy Spirit is going to give you so that you can testify or be my witness. Are you with me? Hallelujah. And so I need that Holy Spirit. I want, I want to tell you, I, when I was thinking this message, I always try to work hard at, at giving you guys some kind of illustration, but this was easy. This, you know, uh, now that Michelle and I are getting older, I'm going to say I'm getting older, she's getting better. I, now that we're getting older, when we're sitting down watching, you know, I don't hear as well, I don't think, I don't know, I haven't, don't know if it, both of us, neither of us see as good as we used to. So now, if we're sitting watching TV, you know, she may say, if there's subtitles or anything else, I see just a little bit better in her when I have my contacts, and she'll say, what does that say? And say Am I lying? <laughs> so I have to tell her what it says, you know. Or if, we're go- if she's going through the guide or something, that movie TV guide or whatever the heck it is, you know what I mean. And she's saying, I can't read it. What does that say? <laughs> so I've got to tell her what it says. But now here's the other thing. Now sometimes when they're, you know, they're speaking and all this, every once in a while I've got to look over at her and say, what did he say? Because I can't, 
So what, what, what did she say? <laughs> amen? Say amen, sorry about it. I'm not making this up. So now, what am I saying? Michelle's the Holy Spirit? Well, no, no. No, but, but see, the, I need the help. Amen. Or you see. You, you know, I'm seeing something. And, and, I'm, and, I, and I can almost think about what they're saying based on situation, but I need some help, you see, to hear, to tell me. So, that, man, that's such a good illustration. You know, she's helping me. She's telling me what the dialogue... Now, remember, remember, the Holy Spirit is this translator. No one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. No one knows that they, that was in First Corinthians chapter two that we read a little while ago. We also read out of John sixteen. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So the Holy Spirit is telling me these things, and so now are, are you with me? So I'm hearing from God now. God is speaking to me. I'm hearing the dialogue, if you will. The Holy Spirit is the translator. The Holy Spirit is the translator. How do we hear him? Well, Michelle will help you. No, I'm just kidding. How do we hear them? Faith comes by hearing by the... Okay, now watch. Hearing by the word. My capacity to hear is the word. Right? It's not simply hearing the word. The word gives me the capacity to hear. Are you with me? You know, sometimes I just wish it was... You know, hearing, because I would follow, I, I would just have a headset on all the time and have that Bible on, I'm going to speak to the age, that Bible on cassette, like I used to, I had that Bible on cassette and have that pumping into me all the time. My faith would be enormous. Why? Because if it was only based on hearing the word, I would have that word being pumped to my ears all the time. And I would be a faith superstar. I'd walk into every hospital and, hey, do you want to be healed in the name of Jesus? Yep, be healed. But that's not how it goes. The Word gives me the capacity to have this faith. Right? Mm-mm. 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 See? You, 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 you got to listen. You got to... See? You got to listen. See? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. No, I've got to be able, that word gives me the capacity to hear. And then faith comes, right? Okay, so, but they are connected. Give an example of this, right? In Matthew chapter 14, yeah, Matthew chapter 14. Remember, the apostles are on on the water. They're going across, Jesus sends them across the Sea of Galilee and the storm comes up. Now, there's a storm blowing, and, you know, Jesus starts walking on the water. And it says in the, in the scripture that they were, they were troubled. They were troubled. They were afraid. They were totally afraid, and they thought it was a ghost walking on the water. So they see a ghost walking on the water, and then Peter has the bright idea. He says, Lord, if that's you, let me come to you. What does Jesus say? Come. He spoke a word. What did Peter do? He got out of the boat. See, I see something out there. It looks like a ghost, but there's something that's telling me that that's the Lord. He heard a word, you see. 
the word spoke to him. And that word, see, well, you know, Tony, what does that have to do with the Holy Spirit? That was the word, living word. That was the word. There was the Holy Spirit. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. He had the Spirit without measure. When he spoke that word, it was Spirit. He said, my words are Spirit and life. So when he spoke that word, it was the Holy Spirit speaking simultaneously through Jesus, and it pierced the heart of Peter. How do I know that? Because I'm smart. No, how do I know that? Because that's what it says. The word of God is quick, is alive and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword, seeking, dividing asunder, joint and marrow, and his soul and spirit is able to discern the thoughts of your heart. The word of God is sharp. It's alive. It's powerful. It's, it's able to, to cut into your heart. And so that word that came out of Jesus, that spirit-filled word, went to, it said, come on. And Peter got out, and he walked. See, my brothers and sisters, I I promise you, God is not a liar, and God's word is powerful, and everything that is spoken is real, it's true. And what else would you, you know, what else would a preacher say, and and what else would some people in the congregation do but say, yes and amen to that, or, you know, I believe that, or whatever. And even now, some of you are kind of halfway into it, halfway out of it. It doesn't matter. What matters is those of you who are hearing this word, wherever you are right now, wherever you are, maybe you you, you really haven't heard from God in a while, or you're not sure. You could be sure when you leave here that you're hearing from God. This, that, that's what this is. God wants relationship with you. God wants relationship. If you want relationship with, with him, he, he, it's not, he, he's not going to say, well, you know what? You had a rough week this week. I'm going to shut you off. It, it doesn't work that way. No, no, no. You, you listen to the word. You hear the word and you pray and you ask the Holy Spirit. If you are born again, you have his spirit in you. See, this is no extra charge, but this is hot off the griddle from heaven. How in the world can we go to church and be totally into entertainment? Or if it's not quite that entertaining kind of thing, we're bored. If the word of God is being spoken, that's, that should be the major measuring stick. Mm, the, major, the major measuring, the word of God being spoken with the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit. In the Holy Spirit. See, because when we're saved, we're not saved just because of the word. It's the word and the spirit. It says it in the Word. There's three scriptures I gave you. Titus, right? I, I, Timothy, Peter. Remember those three scriptures I gave you. Specific, and there's more. But specifically say that we're saved by the Word receiving the, and the regeneration of the Spirit. So watch. I heard a word. I heard a word when I got saved. I heard the Word, and that was Jesus knocking on the door of my heart. He was knocking. I let him in. I opened. I responded. I went to the altar. I, I knew that I, okay, there's something to this. Lord, there's no question. You're moving on me. I, something is, this is something. And I, and I, 
that was the Holy Spirit. When, when Jesus was talking to me, he didn't, I didn't see the ghost on the, uh, on, on the water. It was the Holy Spirit. It was his spirit speaking to me, knocking on the door of my heart. And then I said, Lord, forgive me. Okay, I know that I need to change. I repent. I, I want to go a different way. I want to do something different now. I recognize that, 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 that you love me, that you poured out you know, the blood for me. You, you, you paid a price that I couldn't pay. So, okay, I stink on ice, but now, now what? In that moment, it says that I've been, the spirit now is in me. And now I have an ability to understand this. Because before that, again, these are just words. I can't hear God. Are, are you with me? See? Now, some of you ain't getting it. And so. Before that, I, I could read the word. I could have it pumped into my mind. Remember, the, the moment ago I told you, my day it was the, uh, the, what did you call that, the cassette tape? Remember that? You had that strapped on and you were listening. And my day was, man, if it was only that, I'm good. I could just pump that in and I'm, I'm good. But it's not only that. It's this spirit, the Holy Spirit. That spirit has to bring me these things. That spirit has to learn, teach me and, and I have to learn. I have to, it gives me the ability to, to see it and to reveal it. Remember of these scriptures that the Lord just spoke to us. He's going to speak of me. He's going to take of what is mine and declare it to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I need that. I got to have that. Without that, there is no relationship. There's a lot of people that know what the Word of God says. There's a lot of people that know what the Word of God says. Can't apply it. Hallelujah. 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 Steve, let me do this. Go ahead on. I asked my buddy Steve to help me out with a little demonstration. You all know what these are, right? Walkie-talkie, two-way communication. Hope I work it right. <laughs> How about you, Steve? God is good. God is good. God is good. All the time. And all the time? Amen, you can come back. You know what I did? When he handed it to me, I put it on a different channel. And I'm speaking. He's not hearing. I put it on the right channel. See? And then he could hear me and he could respond. Thank you, Steve. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, that's what this is. This is about the Holy Spirit hooking us up with God. This is the Holy Spirit putting that's 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 it that's everything he's the one that keeps us that he's the he's he hits the communication with god through him by him for him everything and i i can't hear god i'm on a, i'm on the wrong channel 
I'm, I'm looking at different things. You know, um, remember the scripture from last week, Ephesians 1, 15 through 19. Here's what it says. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what are the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? Go back to verse 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Remember what I told you. The eyes of your understanding. Being, that word comes from um, the same word, the same Greek word, heart. So the eyes of your heart. The eyes, see, the eyes of my heart, the word of God, it's, it's alive and sharper than it, any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing asunder, joint and marrow, soul and spirit, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Remember? Hebrews. So now I'm getting that word, but, with, see, with, but without the spirit, there's, it, it can't pierce the heart. I need that word to pierce my heart. See, so a lot of us are waiting for that big sign, that big wonder, that big thing that puts us over the top. When it really, what we, it's, it's not about a big thing. It's not about, you know, we're looking for a sign in the sky. We're looking for, that cloud, that cloud was shaped like a cross. Whatever has happened or whatever was just said before, Addie's laughing, but she knows it's true. Whatever was said just before then must have been God. That was a sign from God. Are you kidding me? No. No, 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 no. It's, it's the word of God delivered by the Holy Spirit. It's the Spirit speaking to us so now we have understanding about what this word says. It's not just a word anymore. It's a word that pierces the heart. And now I have faith. Now, now my hope is really in something that I know is true. And so now when I'm standing, I'm not standing on sand I'm standing on the firm foundation. I understand what the word of God says and I understand that his word is absolute truth and I understand I don't need to look for a sign. I don't need to look for any. His word has pierced my heart and I've been enlightened to it by the Holy Spirit. See, that's what that word speaks to us. But now, let's go back to our brother Peter. Remember Peter, when he heard the word from the Lord, right? That was a, that was a word. The living word, full of the Spirit, came to Peter and said, come on. And Peter stepped out of that boat, even though we know that he had some fear in him prior to that. Amen? Amen. Okay. So now in John chapter 21, this is after Jesus has risen. He's already appeared to them. They saw the body, the same body that went into the grave came out alive, and they saw it. They talked to him. He spoke with them. Right? He gave them instruction. Right? But then he was gone. He, Jesus stayed on earth. But now Peter, one day just says, I'm going fishing. Now, I know we've discussed this before. And, and when, when he says that, I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, put myself in that position. I just spent three and a half years of my life and saw many signs, wonders, and miracles. And I had this relationship with the Messiah, with the one who I believed and I confessed was the Messiah, the one that I said I would die for, the one that I actually pulled out my sword and cut somebody's ear off for, that one. 
It's not the same anymore. He, yeah, he's still around. We saw him once in a while, but it's not the same. We don't get to be with him all the time. I'm going fishing. Come on now. I'm going fishing. I'm going back. It ain't the same. Hallelujah. I'm going fishing. So we know what happened. They go fishing, and they're fishing all night long. They're not catching anything. They see somebody on the shore. And that somebody hollers out to them, Children, have you caught anything? Nah. Throw it on the right side of the boat. As soon as he said that, John, that's the Lord, Peter immediately jumped out of the boat and (laughs) if he could walk on water then, he would have done. He hightailed it to the Lord. Okay, now I'm thinking about this and I'm trying to take a lot of latitude here. But remember, it was Peter who received that word from the Lord, who he got when everybody else was afraid, and even himself, when he received that word from the Lord, it pierced his heart, and he got out on that water, and he started walking on water. Now, this same Peter is in a totally different frame of mind right now. Maybe he's a little bit disappointed. It didn't turn out exactly like he planned. It's not going the way he thought it would go. Things are different. This relationship is not the same. I don't see him. I can't touch him. I can't just call on him anytime I want to. I... So now when Jesus speaks, there was somebody else who had to tell him, it's the Lord. You know, somebody in here, you know what I'm saying. See, why can't we hear from God? Because we're looking in the wrong places. We're, we're going about our own business. We're not about our Father's business anymore. It's become more about us than it has Him. I'm still here building my kingdom. I'm still down here, you know, making sure that my house is, is, is what it's supposed to be, that I have the two cars that I have. You know, I'm still all about that. I've got to find that right person to be. Come on now. All of these other things that take priority and importance. But then when I need to call on him, I'm going to call on him and I want to hear back from him because I'm in this relationship, you see. But you can't hear him. Why? Because you're out fishing. You're out trying to earn something. Oh, boy, that was big. You're out there trying to earn something, you see. When Jesus has already provided it for you, everything you need, want, or desire can be had in Jesus. But because it's not looking like it should in your mind, because it's not meeting your expectations, or because it's not happened instantaneously, or because I haven't seen that magic sign in the sky, or because, you know, Pastor Tony didn't say exactly the right words, because I went to that, you know, revival, that tent revival, I went to this, and I went to that, and I'm going there because I'm going to hear a word from God. Do you hear that? I gotta travel here, there, and everywhere. I gotta go, I'm gonna hear a word from God. I gotta go, hey, you know what? So and so is gonna be at this place. Uh, such and such night. I'm going. I want to hear a word from God. Well, God is everywhere. I don't have to go anywhere else to hear a word from God. He's everywhere. So if I'm not hearing from Him, then it means that I'm not in the right place. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What, What am I waiting for? What, what, you know, what's the next thing? What's the next big thing to make me move? What, what, what am I waiting to hear? What am I waiting to see to make me move in faith towards something or for something? What is that next thing? We see, if I'm planning this or doing that and it has nothing to do with the Lord and the Lord is not involved in it, he may be speaking and I'm not hearing. In fact, he's the word. He's always speaking. 
He's speaking right now. God is speaking right now. Some of you ain't even listening. Some of you don't even care to listen. Some of you are just indifferent to it. And it's a shame. It really is a shame. And the shame of it is, He loves you. He, um, he loves you. And no matter what you think of me, no matter what you think of, of anything else in the natural, He loves you. And it's not an accident that you're here. He loves you. He paid a price for you. And no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, he's meeting you right here. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. I want to, I want to speak one more thing to you. I, I left my phone in my car, but, you know, this morning, um, as I, I was real early and I'm, you know, still preparing and getting order, I had all the scriptures and I'm trying to, you know, think about uh, illustrations and still trying to confirm some things. And, man, my phone is, I mean, I'm getting texts. I'm getting blown up on my phone. I mean, it's 7 in the morning, something. I'm getting blown up on my phone. So I go and I see, and it's a pastor friend of mine. And he's just blowing me up, and he's pouring out his heart. He's, the Lord has really given him an unction about something. And so he's pouring out his heart, and he's, he's taking his church through a, a discipleship program. And, he's, and he starts throwing some scriptures that are just blowing him up. It's amazing because the scriptures that, uh, some of the scriptures that he gave me that he, the Lord really had him concerned over and really were the scriptures we were in last week. And then he gave me some other scriptures that were really blowing him up. And it was the scriptures that I had already written for today. My sheep hear my voice. So now, okay, Tony, what does that mean? That means I'm praying. I'm asking the Lord to confirm and the Holy Spirit spoke. Well, well, that was no cloud in the sky. You know, just what a guy just text. The guy texted me the word of God. Amen. A brother in the Lord who I know, who I know loves God, who's in the word, texted me the word of God. Amen. Amen? Give you one more. A few weeks ago, maybe even now a couple of months ago, when I was really taking it hard about the death of that young man uh, from the community, uh, I don't know, two weeks, Pastor Ed? With, within a couple of weeks, uh, Pastor Ed, who I hadn't talked to, sends me a text. And the text he sent me, he just said, you know, I was in my prayer for my church on a Saturday to have a Saturday service. He said, in my prayer, I couldn't get away from this. He said, I just found myself praying for you. And he mentioned some things that the Holy Spirit laid on his heart. It was exactly where I needed to go. And he, he texted me something out of the scripture. And he texted me his, you know, not interpretation, but in his words, what the scripture said. And it applied absolutely directly. Am I lying? It's exactly. He didn't know anything. He didn't know anything. That's how the Holy Spirit works. The Holy Spirit's going to teach you. He's going he's to lead you. He's going to help you. He's going to direct you. And how he's going to do it is through the word. Through the word. So you read the word and you get understanding by the Holy Spirit. And then sometimes when you're not even reading the word, you're going to hear a word spoken by a man of God or even someone else who's not a man of God, but it's going to line up with this word. It's going to be right from this word. And that's how you know. And that's that Holy Spirit speaking to you and ministering to you. I'm going to ask the praise team to come and join me, please. I'm going to end today. 
I want to pray. And it, it, but I want to give you the opportunity. You don't have to. Uh, God is everywhere. You can pray there. But the altar's open. If you want to come down and sing, stand and sing. You don't have to kneel. You can stand and sing and join. You can stand where you are, sing. But you know what? I, I would really... If the Holy Spirit spoke to you through his word this morning, do something about it. Do something about it. You know, act according to the word. Now, some of you, you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. Or you've never been baptized. You want to take the next step. And the Holy Spirit's been dealing with you and you don't know what to do about it. Man, speak to him and let him speak. He's speaking to you right now. If you've, not been, if you've not made Jesus the Lord of your life or you can't remember when you did it, now would be a great time. If you just need healing, you need to hear from God, you don't need me to lay a hand on you. God has already spoken to you. Go and get it. Respond to the knock. The Holy Spirit's knocking on the door of your hearts, right? That could be one of you. It could be one of you. If the Holy Spirit is knocking on the door of your heart, man, don't be proud don't be proud. We're family. Man, put the microphone down. Get on this side of the platform. I'm not, I'm not trying to make fun. I'm, I'm being serious. I'm totally serious right now. Sound? If, if, whatever. Let's not let this moment be wasted. And don't let your pride or your ego get in the way. Hallelujah. Let the Spirit minister to you.